0: You're listening to the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast with dating and relationship coach Andrea LaRosa and my co-host and producer, Kanan John Dewey.
1: Baby, here I am, I'm a man on the scene. I can give you what you want, but you got to go home with me. I forgot some good old love, and then I got some in store. When I get the it you you got to come back for more things will come back that ain't nothing but drugs love good little thing let me like to count called mama I'm so hard to hell and I yes around
0: Before we dive into today's podcast, I want to do an update from last week's podcast. Remember how we were talking about body language? Yeah I mean it was only a week ago
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so that night, I had mentioned I had a networking event to go to. Mm-hmm. I caught myself at one point when I felt semi-uncomfortable. I caught myself standing there in that power pose where my hands were like in this little, um,
1: <laughs> Your little... that
0: triangle in yeah. front of me. And like in that moment, I realized somebody was asking me. For my advice, someone else was trying to talk to me about something else, and there I am standing in this group of people in my little power pose that I was like, "Oh, you asshole
1: <laughs> um, but did they all see you as an authority in that moment, though, or did it become um, like, go ahead?
0: No, I kind of purposely, I think did it just to like. It was still fresh in my mind. Uh And I think I just naturally kind of like pulled it because it was a group of people. Uh Everybody was talking. There was one girl starting to dominate the conversation a little bit. And so I think I just wanted to try it out to see like, can I take control over the situation? Can I be seen in this group of one, two, three, four, five, six of us? Uh Can I be seen as the one.
1: Who's the alpha. The leader. Yeah. And did yeah. that happen? Like, did, you know... Go ahead. It did. There you go. It did. <laughs> it is all, like, in... Bo- okay, I know this week we're going to talk about uh, part two of our three-part series, but, you know, mm-hmm. just not not to, like, um, bang it into your heads listening, it is all about body <laughs> language. I notice some days, like, if I'm feeling a certain way, um, the world around me reflects that. But if... I'm on a day where I'm more confident and I'm like, "Yes, I'm going to take fucking charge today," then people respond accordingly. So there you go.
0: Yeah. There
1: you go. Now I mean, would you use that a in lot the, to say about it? Yeah, but would you use that in the same situation with a man?: Oh, like if I was on a date, Yeah, would you use that same power play?
0: You know, I, I know for a fact that I don't, mm. because when I'm on a date... I think most of our listeners would find it really funny to to know me in this situation, in this setting, yeah. um, the way my friends know me, the way that colleagues know me. But the way I am on a date, you would look at me and be like, who the fuck is that little weakling? Hmm. <laughs> I think I like I don't get necessarily get nervous on a first date, mm-hmm. but I do have to be hyper aware of everything that I say because I don't want to go into work mode. I don't want to go into work brain because yeah. I don't want to be in my masculine energy. Yeah. And so I think I overcompensate a little bit. or overcorrect. Yeah. And I fall too far into my passive. Yeah. So it might actually be helpful if I do that on a date. Yeah. Because it might help find that balance a little bit. And, you know, to be honest, when people go on a date with me, I think they're expecting this powerhouse. So I might as well just fucking be the powerhouse.
1: You know, there's something to be said in what you just said. Leaning more into the energy that you already have. Because I, for Mm -hmm. a while, have been a little hesitant of, like, just, you know, because I know people perceive me in a certain way, yada, yada, yada. And I'm afraid to, like, acknowledge that and fully live in it. But when I do, I notice people are, like, a little bit less aggressive towards me. Like, oh, this is just who he is. Okay, let's go with it. So... There's something to be said and just leaning into the, the energy that you have. Because I think if you were to like pull that power play on a date with a man, it could either go two ways. Either A, he's going to be really turned on by how you know powerful and successful you are. Or B, he's just going to become a little passive and weak and probably roll back under the rock that he came from under to go out on this date with you <laughs> and probably end up in a relationship with someone where nothing ever gets fucking done. So... That's I true. mean, I feel like at least if you're using the body language to your advantage, because you know who you are and you know what you want to put out there, why not? I want to see the yeah. kind of guy you attract when you start using more of your masculine energy. Because I know last week we talked about masculine versus feminine energy.
0: And I, mm-hmm. know,
1: and I know I talked about in the show, whereas I do a lot more feminine things, you know, when I'm around my husband, body language wise, because I like the energy that he throws towards me. Right. Sometimes I do live in my masculine energy, and I think it just throws in a different curve. So, why not try that on a date sometimes, see where it goes?
0: I have definitely been that person who dated in my masculine energy in the past, and it tends to really attract their feminine energy, yeah. and I'm not attracted to that.
1: Mm, yeah. So, the
0: date, the relationship doesn't go anywhere.
1: There's that
0: but there's not it's not to say that feminine energy is weakness Mm -hmm. there is a real strength that you can have in your feminine energy here we are again talking about masculine Mm -hmm. feminine energy i promise listeners we will get to the listening part of this well we'll get to the point (laughs) But there is
1: a yin and yang so go ahead
0: yeah and and when we talk about feminine energy, you can have power in that. It's just finding how to have your feminine power.
1: Yeah. Because honestly. And. L- and?
0: Nope. Go ahead. No, no, no. You no, no, go. No. no, no. It can totally tie into today's listening because when you are listening, you're truly hearing someone. You are not in your masculine energy. You are in your feminine energy because you are being the supporter. Mm-hmm. You are being the person that the other person can lean on yeah. when you're truly, truly listening. So it does tie in. And what I, were you going to say?
1: And cut exactly that. Like I think a lot of times um, some of my female friends, some associates that I know, forget that the female power that they do have. And it is that listening power mm. because we've, we forget most men, if not all men, want some kind of nurturing or fatherly energy amongst their mate. I just think it's the thing, you know, we want to feel confident because we are told that we have to be leaders in the world, regardless of our level. We are told that we have to be, you know, alphas. We are told we have to like make the money, do this, do blah, 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 Caretaker. caretaker. So that being said, I do think women have always had this unsaid power where the men are venting. They're listening. They're saying, yes, honey, yes, honey, yes, honey. And in that way, they get what they want in life. I mean, whether it's, Directly or indirectly, it's that listening power. It's that, and I feel like that is that feminine energy. That is that, yes, babe, you know, you had a stressful day, everything is gonna be okay. And I feel like in most relationships, one has to be like that, and the other has to be like the other type of energy, regardless of what if it's the male on the other side or female on the other side. I feel like that yin yang needs to be present because otherwise no one's listening. And no one's paying attention to body language.
0: Right. And listening comes, you know, have you ever been in one of those relationships where you are talking and you know that they're just not really taking in what you're saying? Absolutely. Right. They're not really listening. So, what really needs to happen when you're listening, when you're listening, you're not talking. Mm -hmm. Number one rule. And I'm not trying to say this, like, I'm not trying to direct this towards men because some men are really good listeners and some women are really terrible listeners. I'm not trying to make this a gender thing. However, in my experience, I've seen this happen in relationships where it's the man who just doesn't, I need you to listen. I need you to hear me. I need you to listen to what I'm saying. Listening, being a good listener takes, it takes real effort. And I know people are always saying like, I'm a good listener. (laughs) Are you though? Or are you talking when you should be listening? Yeah. When you are a good listener, you're not thinking about what your response is going to be. You are just listening and hearing and you're not speaking. Exactly. Like my, That is being a good listener.
1: My husband sometimes falls into that at, you know, when we're having discussions because sometimes he's, he he could be a very alpha kind of guy. Like he's very like I'm the smartest guy in the room. I know what's correct here. So you just listen here. He, I mean, he doesn't talk to me like that, but that's kind of why right. I, I fell in love with him. He's very smart. I can ask him anything. He's like walking to Encyclopedia or Google sometimes. Sometimes, Ooh. not all the time, but sometimes. That's kind of hot. It is. But at the exact same time, he falls into that, where I'll be trying to talk. and He's like ready to like give me his opinion. And I'm like, look, you're not hearing me. And I could be voicing something very like passionate that I'm like... This Mm -hmm. bothered me, and I really want to tell you about this, but he's like so ready to correct the situation, be a problem Mm -hmm. solver, that I'm just like, you're not listening to me. I don't need you to solve my problem right now. I just need you to fucking listen to what I'm going through, process it maybe a little, let me maybe say a little bit more about that, and then we move on to something fucking else. I don't know. But that sometimes annoys me, you know, within the communication part of our relationship is those moments where he's just ready to fix my problems. And it's like, just know, like, this is actually just a part of life. I just need you to listen. That's it. Mm -hmm. Or just just listen. Yeah. Because
0: being a good listener doesn't mean that you're there to solve or fix anything. It also is not an invitation. And this is a huge mistake people make. It is not an invitation for you to relate with your own story. Now you are no longer listening to them and they don't feel heard. Yeah. It is not a time for you. And I hear people say it all the time. Like, oh, I'm just trying to relate. I'm trying to show you I understand what you're saying. If you are trying to show that you understand what they're saying, then you just simply say, I hear you. I understand. Or you repeat back part of it. Yeah. You can ask clarifying questions, but if someone really needs you to listen, and obviously there is a time and place for this. This is not every fucking conversation you have together, because that would be absurd. (laughs) But if someone comes to you, if your partner comes home and says like, oh, my God, I had the worst fucking day ever and needs that time to get it off their chest, to vent about it. It is not your opportunity to say, oh, I had a bad day, too. That is not helpful. That is not good listening. Good listening is just listen to what they have to say and really respond authentically when they're done. And if you want to give advice, you need to ask for it.
1: Yeah. Or at least ask the person, is it okay if I share or tell you what I think? Exactly. Yeah. Because Another issue that comes out of that is you can be explaining something, but they're so ready to answer that they're not taking in the details of what the the picture you're trying to fucking paint for them. They're basically taking like a bucket of paint and throwing it on there. Like, wait, no, let me finish. I didn't finish coloring in that color yet. But here you are throwing black paint all over every fucking thing. And it looks (laughs) a fucking mess. And now we're back at the start of where we are with a messy situation. So I feel I like that analogy. I think it's a great analogy. That's great. I just came up with that. <laughs> I, I did improv class today, so I might be on my game today. But Ooh no, it's important though. Like just listening, because I feel like mm-hmm. there are times where we're at a party, and I could just meet somebody for two seconds, and I'm letting them talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, and, talk and, and then someone will come up to the situation. And I start telling them about this person. Like, oh my God, how did you know that about that? I've known him for like three years and you know that he went to the college for this. I said, yeah, because I fucking listened. Like I asked a question and he fucking told me and now I'm telling you. And it's like, here it is. You're his friend. You should have known that. But, but right. here, here we are. And then these, these exact same people wonder why they're single.
0: I mean, it's not even just single, but it's also they're wondering why they're having struggles in the relationship. Yeah. Why isn't my partner listening to me? Why doesn't my partner remember things? Also, another good point of listening is speaking when they have an opportunity to listen. Talking to them when they can give you their undivided attention. So if you come home and your partner's making dinner and this is something that you really need them to pay attention to, maybe that's not a good time. Also know your partner. Because some people are great at cooking dinner because it's just this routine activity for them so they can close their eyes and do it. Yeah. But for some people, it takes a little bit more thought. Yeah. So know your partner and know, like, is this a good time to talk? Yeah. And again, there's nothing wrong with asking if it's a good time. But if you want to give your fix-it advice, ask. Like you said, it's really simple to just be like, hey... Is this something that you want my opinion on or, and if your partner says, no, I don't want your opinion on it, I just want an event, then be okay with that. Yeah,
1: I I think we naturally want to just help our mates out and like fix what's going on in their lives. So things can be much, like much smoother. Like my husband's having a lot of frustrations at his job. So that inadvertently affects other parts of our relationship. So I want to be the person, like, I stop being, like, so bitchy. Like, I'm usually, like, very moody sometimes because I could go up and down, up and down, up and down. But lately, I'm like, you know what? Since he expressed to me that he's stressed at work, I'm going to level it out a little bit for a while. So, you know, at least when he comes home, he's like, "Oh, here's my happy sanctuary." So, instead of me being like, when he like is super cheery getting off of work, I'm like, "Oh, yay, yeah, you're home. Yay." Yeah. I'm not faking it. I am happy to see him, but I'm putting in <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting in more effort to not um put my bad mood into our relationship mm-hmm. and let, like if I'm going like I maybe I didn't get the audition that I wanted or maybe something fell through that I thought was going to work out for me and sometimes that does affect my mood and I don't want to fucking talk and he could be in a super good mood but I, but throughout our relationship he learned that at some point I'm going to talk and he's going to listen and that helps our relationship. But I also know that Mm -hmm. listening to him express what he was going through at his job, I need to learn to accommodate that within my realm to help our relationship out and That wouldn't happen if I never listened to him. If I never asked, why are you like? Because it came up when I asked a sexual question in our relationship. Is oh, it's you know I'm stressed, and I'm like, oh, so it isn't what I thought it was. Yes. So me asking a question and then listening led us to where we are now, and it's just like working through, you know, and figuring out what exactly would make him happy. And I feel like that's the hard part is listening, but. It fills in all the blanks.
0: It goes for you, too, though. Like if you say, for example, you come home, you went to an audition and you tanked it and you're just feeling like there's no way they're going to give me a call back. And then he comes home and you're just really quiet. And he's obviously learned over time what that means. But in the beginning, if, for example, using you as my example, um, it's it doesn't hurt to say simply like. I went on audition. I think I tanked it. I don't really want to talk about it right now, though.
1: I mean, we're getting a little bit ahead into next week's, but yes. I know. Yeah. I
0: just realized that when it came out of my mouth. Yeah,
1: but um, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I just couldn't help myself.
1: No, but I mean, it, it, it's all connected—body language, talking, and listening—and yeah, I would have to vocalize. Right what's going on in my mm-hmm. mind. So he can listen, take that in. And then, right. no. But him listening all these years is why we're able to have, I think, good communication. And even like the subtle cues can then come into the relationship or like um, the non-spoken communication, then like it, it helps with that. Like it, listening mm-hmm. almost helps with body language because if I listen to him and he does a certain thing that usually um, is matched with this certain mood, it tells me something because I listened and I paid attention. So I feel like it all like kind of goes together. Well,
0: yeah. Think about how many times that you show someone you're listening through body language. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying that I'm listening, I hear you, and constantly interrupting someone, we tend to show it in our body language. We smile when they smile, we mirror their Im- their body, but we also do the head nod. Mm-hmm. And I I know I'm guilty of it because I don't want to interrupt people and I don't want to say oh mm-hmm, yeah I got that I got that I do the head nod mm-hmm. <laughs> probably too much I just stare I'm just like a little bob Duh, I just bob, stare bob, you like bob, a bob
1: bob <laughs> like a like a mannequin like. And people are like, oh, my God, is he taking in what I'm saying? It's so creepy. Because some people just stare at you when you're talking. You're just like, oh, okay. Um, You start to feel naked. Like, are they going to respond? Are they going to say anything? Now, okay, that being said, (laughs) what about the relationships where... Obviously, you're not into each other, and they are talking, and you are not fucking listening to them. You're just like, "Oh man, I want to watch that thing tonight. I think I might jerk <laughs> off before I go to bed. I'm gonna go on an early <laughs> morning run." And meanwhile, this person is like sitting across from you, talking about this knitting project that they've had so much fun doing with their aunt Susan back in Kansas, or some shit like that. What does that mean? Like, th- is that like an indication that maybe the connection really isn't that strong?
0: No, because we all have those moments. It doesn't matter if you've been married for 50 years or dating for five minutes. It doesn't matter. Everyone has the moment where they just can't get out of their own head and they kind of space out and go, oh, fuck, I'm not listening to a word they're saying right (laughs) now.
1: (laughs) It's almost like an And then, yeah, Yeah.
0: you can you can try and pull it back. Mm. You can try and come back to them and It happens to me a lot, especially since the pandemic. I have real focus issues for some reason since pandemic. It's
1: interesting. So do I. Hmm.
0: But you can have like a moment where you kind of come back and ask a clarifying question or I just, I, I missed, I just, I want to make sure I'm, I'm listening to you or I'm hearing you right. Can you just backtrack a second? Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of trail off and let them fill in the blanks. Yeah. Uh, it's really easy to do if you're on Zoom or if you're on a phone call because it's oh my, it just cut out. I and it, I clearly it didn't cut out. I just spaced it. <laughs> oh God, I'm telling all my secrets.
1: No, 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 no. But it may, <laughs> I think we're all guilty of that only because we're in our own mm-hmm. environment at home, and it's so easy to be distracted. Like here, I'm talking to you. But then right in my peripheral view, there's like squirrels running around in grass and shit happening outside. So it's like, it's very easy to get like distracted. Kind of like when I'm out in a restaurant with friends and they'll be talking to me. And I swear to God, I am like a cat. I am looking every fucking where except them because there's so much happening, which is why I now- You Which is why I now understand why the Hillstone Houston's restaurant keeps all their restaurants fucking dark because otherwise you're focusing on everything else. So do we have to put more of an effort into making sure we have those moments where we can listen to our partner? Because when you think about a lot of things that we do together, like as couples is let's go to the movies. Let's go to a very loud bar. Let's go to a, a crowded amusement park or a crowded carnival Let's go to a crowded gym and work out together. Let's go to this crowded park and work out. It seems like a lot of things that we do together as a couple don't really put an advantage on listening. So, what are some like things that you suggest for like a new couple or like a well, since this season is about relationships mm. what couples can do together to increase their listening skills with one another?
0: That's a great question, mostly because I think the one thing you might have forgotten in that list mm-hmm. is the smartwatch and the smartphone. Huge distractions that is, to listening. Yes.
1: I've been in the middle of a conversation that just stopped talking to me. I'm like, oh, my wrist is like, we were having a great conversation and you just like zonked out like right in the middle of it. Okay.
0: <laughs> it is a huge pet peeve of mine. When you are talking to someone and it doesn't even have to be a serious conversation. It's just, we are having a conversation Mm -hmm. at any level and you do. And I know our listeners can't see me, but like you do the arm pull out where you have to check your watch. Mm -hmm. You're not checking the time because nobody has a normal watch anymore. I feel like (laughs) you are checking your smartwatch because you felt it buzz in the middle of our conversation and you need to know. Who's texting you, which now tells me you're reading something and not listening to me. And I find it so fucking
1: rude. Yes. That or even just pulling out your cell phone. Like, I'm not going to say who because I don't want to put him on blast. But someone I know <laughs> will be out to like dinner with friends. They just pull up their cell phone and start Googling something. And I know it's to help the conversation, but it takes that person completely out of the what's happening. And then mm-hmm. we're just like, hey, hello, come back. But like, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm looking something else. So I can tell you about it. And then by the time they find it, we've already moved on from that moment. We're, we're right. like we're into something new. And I feel like that happens in a relationship as well mm-hmm. because you're just talking. Oh, I got a text or oh, I thought of something. Right. And with these fucking cell phones, I feel like they're great because we have we're able to connect with one another. But then people are, all, it's, they're disconnected with each other, like right in front of each other. Like, I'm not going to lie. There are times yeah. where I'm not comfortable around my, the people around me. I spend the entire fucking time on my cell phone because I know it's a wall. Right. And that's, be, yeah. it's, that's what it is. It creates an instant wall for a sec, whether you mean it or not. If I'm talking to you mm-hmm. right now, you take out your cell phone and start like looking at it. That's a wall.
0: It's funny. I have a friend who does that where she will pull out her cell phone and Google something in the middle of the conversation. However, for her, it really works because she is a good communicator and she will say before she even picks up her phone, Oh my God, I have to look that up really quickly. Let's keep talking about it. And we'll continue to talk about it and she'll continue to make eye contact every chance she has while she's Googling it on her phone and she's really fast at it. So she finds shit really quickly. And if she can't find it in 30 seconds, she'll be like, Oh, well we'll have to look it up later and puts her phone away. It's perfect. It really is. If you're going to be that person who does like to look up information on the spot in the middle of a conversation, you need to remember that your body language now will show whether or not you're listening. Yeah. And if-, if you continue to make eye contact, if you limit the amount of time, if you do the phone where you're holding it off to the side and you're not literally creating a barrier with the other person by having it in front of you, it's the people who swing their arm out to check their watch and put it in between the two the you and the person that you're having conversation with instead of just doing it off to the side. Right. Yeah. I wish people could see what I'm doing because it's probably hard to, to it's imagine. It's just but. the
1: motion of just checking your watch or just holding your arm up or like, it was almost like a block in karate where when someone's coming to hit right. you and you put your arm up you're to block. blocking them. Yeah. That's what you're doing in the middle of your conversation. It's like, hi Oh, I was just telling you about my lunch with my grandmother. Oh, I was checking my watch. <laughs> You're also
0: telling that person, you're not important enough for me to really pay attention to. That. But, again. That part. Fucking rude.
1: That part. And I, and I try to say that, and, it, and I know the intention of it is, oh, I want to add to the conversation. I want, because I, I'm not going to make it out to be a malicious move, but it's, I want to, you know, add something valuable to this conversation. But at the exact same time, you're like down like this. Not, your head is right. down in your lap. You're no longer paying attention. You're probably not listening because you're busy typing all in. All I can see the, is the top
0: of your head. All I can see
1: is the top of your head. Mm-hmm. We're still talking. You're gone for 45 seconds. You come back. And it's like, if you're doing it on a date with someone, ew.
0: Ew is right. Ew, ew, ew. I'm like, it's a huge pet peeve. I, I absolutely cannot stand when people do things like that without a preface of if your phone rings, like, oh, my God, I'm waiting for an important call. I'm so sorry. Give me one second. Let me just check this.
1: I'm sorry. There's That's different. no calls that are that important anymore. But, like, okay, okay. No, <laughs> no, sir, hear me out. Because cell phones are fairly new. Like, fairly. Like, maybe uh, the end of the 90s, you know, I got my first cell phone, when it, like, maybe around when I was in the, my junior year of high school. Um, so they've been around for like, and before then, you know, not many people. My, I remember my grand, I remember my grandfather had that big chunky um black oh car phone. Yeah. And his like um yeah. sky blue Lincoln. Um oh, it was a mess. He was like, we'd be calling him at his phone. And says, yeah, Kaden, I'm on my way. Anyway, so they're fairly new. There was a point where you went to work and you did shit. You went on a date with your, your husband or your wife or your boo or your whoever. You did something. You enjoyed the moment. You came back. I'm not trying to sound like an old person, but I probably do. But
0: <laughs> You kind of do. I kind of
1: <laughs> do. But no, I think young, younger people may have something on this. Maybe they have a full understanding of how to incorporate communicating with technology and still getting to know someone. I don't know how they do it. Kudos to them. But for our age group, us millennials and stuff, it seems like there's like a disconnect that's happening. It's like our brain can't mm-hmm. do both at the same time. It's like we, we turn off our analog and then go into the digital. Mm-hmm. And then to go back into analog, we have to turn off the digital to go back into analog. For some weird reason, we can't like fucking mesh the two together. That being said- Most I,
0: people can't. Most
1: people can't. That being said, I still feel that we get more by just turning that shit off. Regardless if you're a Gen Z or younger, yes, Instagram is fun. Yes, that new hottest video on TikTok is what's popping right now. I don't even know if people are still saying that. But just being in (laughs) a moment with your friends, just being in the moment and listening and experiencing shit, those are the things that create memories. If you don't have any mm-hmm. of those in a relationship, what do you have to look back on? Remember that time we were both checking Instagram when we were at that um, event? Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. I remember <laughs> I, I, I liked Iman's <laughs> photo that she just posted. Yeah,
0: no one remembers
1: <laughs> Bullshit. that. Bullshit.
0: You're yeah. not going to remember what you were looking at. You're not going to remember. It's stupid.
1: But you are going to remember that one sweet thing that he or she or they said to you.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. There's no reason. Look, if there's an emergency, if it's a work emergency, if you're on call with work,
1: uh, doctor, and, who else?
0: Or Ooh. you know, you have Ooh. a sick parent that okay. you know that they're getting test results back, or whatever it is. You know what consider what you consider to be an emergency, yeah. and it's it's your right to. Be able to determine what constitutes as an emergency for you. But TikTok is not an emergency. Instagram is not an emergency. Social media is never an emergency. None of that is. So if you're just checking because like, oh, my watch buzzed or my phone went off and I know that sound is my social media. Oh, my God. It must be blowing up right now. I just have to check it. Come on. That's not the right time for it. An emergency, like I said, work, family, a friend in dire need, something like that. But like a text message technically isn't
1: this. an emergency either, because if it was important, they would have called.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So really, it's if you're li- you have to learn how to show your listening as well. It's not just staying quiet, but it's what you're bo- again, back to body language. What is your body saying to say? I'm listening to you. Am I checking my phone? Am I checking my watch? Am I maintaining eye contact? Mm. Eye contact is a huge one to show that you're listening.
1: Yeah.
0: Am I nodding? You know, it's funny to watch people when they're really listening. If they do the nod, if they do the head tilt. The head tilt. I love the head tilt. It That's what I'm doing right now. I'm like,
1: hm? Burp, 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 burp. yeah the head, well the head <laughs> right. tail, and your head kind of goes back and forth <laughs> i think that's a natural thing that we do when we listen so if they're not yes. even doing that something that comes natural to human that comes natural to humans then that's a huge indicator that's why body language is so important like knowing what they're saying like you can you can i was reading a a quote today on twitter about introverts and it says you can learn a lot about a person just by listening and it's absolutely the fucking truth if you listen on your first three dates you will probably it will probably save you from a two-year terrible ass relationship because honestly Mm -hmm. when i think back on my relationships that failed it failed because i didn't have a piece of information once I had that piece mm. of information, I was like, "Holy shit! This guy's fucking crazy. I need to get the fuck out of here." If it I might have
0: been there all along,
1: it would have been. Yeah, it was there all along. It's because I wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. I was so caught up in the fantasy. Ooh, he's so hot, and ooh, he dicked me down so good. You don't listen <laughs> because you're so right. in the clouds of like, oh, I feel so good right now." That it's. I would actually say sometimes it's almost impossible to truly listen when you're being that satisfied. So.
0: Yes. And so listening, your body language shows when we do the head nod, it's I'm understanding. Right. Mm. And if you really watch very closely, the nod lines up with exactly what is being said from the other person. Mm. If it's If it's a real nod, if you're not doing, and I have seen this before, the person who just sits there and systematically nods. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I know they're not listening. They're just nodding because they've learned that that's a behavior that shows I'm listening. But the nods aren't congruent with what's being said. So as you're talking, the nodding will speed up and slow down Mm -hmm. in reference to what the other person is saying. The other thing that happens is the head tilt when you tip your head a little bit mm. it's that's your relatability piece not you sharing a similar story to relate the head tip to the side one side or another is the way to empathize with that person that is why we do that mm. so head usually is straight when we're just kind of like okay yeah that's cool that's cool and then when we really get into what someone's saying, the head will naturally just tip to the side. And that's that relatable piece. So you don't need to tell your own story to be, to show that you can relate to them. You just need to show it through your body language, Mm -hmm. prolonged eye contact, smile when they say something that sounds nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's just... It's not that hard. Put your goddamn phone in you your watch know what?
1: Is away. <laughs> it's not that hard, but it is because I think that we're all becoming accustomed to this new way of living. And it's almost like it's almost like a virus in a way. Our, the digital world, it's it's just it's completely I sound so like crazy. I get it. But no, it's it's completely taken over our lives. And
0: mm-hmm. we are
1: still figuring out how to navigate love because now let's be real. We all, everyone should have a matchmaker. I feel this way because an <laughs> objective voice will help you navigate finding a better partner because on our own, we're not, object- we're just picking the cutest person who makes mm-hmm. our privates tingle or, or, you know, whatever the word is. I, I use the wrong word. Anyway. So, but dating apps are T- not going away. Tingle. That's it. Thank you. Dating I was like,
0: did he say tinkle? I did or say tinkle.
1: Well, tinkle it too, was a because. a moment. Tinkle <laughs> too, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've heard, you know, I, I, uh-huh, you're like, uh-huh. whoo, oh, I got to go change my underwear now. He was hot. <laughs> but, um. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Had those moments. I, oh my God. I remember one time I was doing background on this show called, it was Brooke Shields. She was in this show, it was, took place um Jungle something, something in New York. And it was this, he wasn't even in the show, this, this, I don't want to say what race he is. I don't want people to make their own judgments, but he walked right. by and I was like, oh my fuck. I think I came in my pants. I, he was that gorgeous. <laughs> I still remember to this day, like, he must've been a model or something. Cause it's like, no one looks that perfect. Just mm. walking, you know, through the streets in New York to go somewhere. I'm like, he had to have been a model or something, but I was like, oh my God. And some people can make you like almost come right just by in there. Anyway. So I feel like (laughs) (laughs) I feel like uh, you know I'm not gonna lie. I lost my train of thought thinking about that guy.
0: Well, okay. Well, (laughs) let's let's give our listeners another piece of information because I know this is another um, confusing. The terms are a little confusing to a lot of people. The difference between hearing and listening. Right? How often do you? hear someone say, like, do you hear me? And their partner go, yeah, I hear you. Okay, you can hear. Hearing is accidental. It's involuntary. But listening is intentional. Yeah. So if you're going to tell your partner, do you hear me? And they say, yeah, I hear you. You might also want to follow it up with,
1: are you listening? (laughs) I usually follow, well, what did I say then? (laughs)
0: Oh, don't be <laughs> passive-aggressive
1: <laughs> well I've done it I, I've probably done it even recently I, my husband he'd be on his phone and I'd be talking about something I'm like, are you listening to me he says yes honey I'm listening to you okay what did I say
0: <laughs> that's when you just say so what do you think
1: that's a good <laughs> so way you can be like, that's a good shit. way because then it's like <laughs> you know what honey I wasn't listening to you what, what are you talking about So that's a, that's a good way to To switch that up. Mm -hmm. Oh, so what do you think then? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to use Mm -hmm. that instead of being passive-aggressive about it. Because that's all I know. I grew up in a very passive-aggressive household.
0: And and look, Mm -hmm. we all have Mm -hmm. our moments where we're super passive-aggressive. It's it's life. You can't be assertive all the freaking time. Mm. But yeah, instead of saying like, so what did I say? To call them out and shame them. Mm You could just
1: simply say, you know, <laughs> Thank you. Shame. What do you think? Shame. I just shamed my husband when I do that. Thank you. For- <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. When well, you put it like that. Okay. Fuck. I just had an aha moment. <laughs> That's like kind of mean. Then. Yeah, I shouldn't do that to him. I didn't realize I was shaming him saying that. Hmm. But you know what? I'm not the only person that says that. So I know a lot of our listeners, not a lot. Let me not assume about those listening, but I know I'm not alone in that way of responding mm-hmm. to their partner like that. You're so not, for, sure. for, for those of us who do the, yeah, then what did I say? Let's not do that anymore because that might make your partner not want to fuck you anymore.
0: Hmm. It most certainly isn't going to make them want to listen to you.
1: Well, at least to not fucking too. Cause at- <laughs> should I stop myself or should I finish this thought? I feel like a lot of times men stop fucking their partner or the more aggressive person in the relationship or the leader and whoever stops fucking Mm -hmm. their partner because they feel like they're not being listened to or they're tired of listening.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. So they just don't want to hear the shit anymore. They don't want to hear the bullshit or they don't feel supported. It kind of all spirals into the one element of What do you need in a relationship? What makes you feel really loved in a relationship? Mm -hmm. For some people, they just need to feel heard. Mm -hmm. And that makes them close to their partner. For others, they don't really give a shit because they know they talk a lot anyways. So it's like yeah my partner listens to about half of what i say but i never shut the fuck up anyways so like who cares
1: that's kind of where i'm at now like i can i it's like i i can go like blah, blah. It's early in the morning i'm like on my TED talk you know on his way to work i'm mm-hmm. like da da da, 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 da. uh huh yeah yeah uh-huh. i just keep going 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 and at this point i'm like you know he's listening hopefully he retains some of what 50% I, of what I'm saying. you know, I'm pretty sure I'm repeating myself because that annoys me. Like when he repeats himself, but I know, I know for a fact, I have to be repeating myself. So I feel like we have to be more patient too. And that comes with listening yeah. because mm-hmm. yeah, there you go.
0: And it's, mm-hmm. it's the uh-huhs, right? Yeah. It's the uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. It, they're systematic. They're, you can probably time them. Yeah. You know, the two seconds between, uh uh-huh, same thing with the head nodding. Uh-huh. The two seconds between the head nod. And it's, that's not where it should be. <laughs> Wasn't
1: there a movie where, I, I feel like Jim Carrey may have been a part of it, I'm not 100% sure, but in the scene, there was a police detective. His wife calls into the office, and he immediately takes out this tape recording, puts it on the desk, and he hits play, and it's just him saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, honey, yeah, uh-huh. It may ha- it may have been in a movie. It could have been in Bad Boys. It's- but there was a scene like that where it's like...
0: You say Jim Carrey and Detective, all I think is Pet Detective.
1: I want to say it's that, but I'm also thinking that it's one of the character actors from the movie Bad Boys that could have done that as well. Maybe. Yeah. So I'm not even fucking sure anymore, but it's that whole, (laughs) it's that, that would lead to a divorce. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. Eventually someone, (laughs) eventually (laughs) your partner is going to figure out that your uh uh-huhs is meaningless. And that's when it spirals to divorce or just you guys separate.
0: Right. Your partner will not only be irate that you're not listening, but also Take it from the flip side of it. If you're the person whose partner talks so much to you that you just naturally go, "Uh uh uh-huh, 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 and you're exhausted because your relationship is you give, give, give. You're listening. You're giving, giving, giving. Then it's time to have a conversation about how to flip it back so that you'll get an opportunity to take as well. You get an opportunity to speak or to say what you need to There are some conversations that, and I hear this from my female friends a lot, that are not meant for the partner. Your partner doesn't need to be your everything. Your partner, especially with male-female relationships, and ladies, this is more for you, your male partner does not need to be the person you vent to about everything, this is that true. is what you have your girls for. Go have a brunch day, a spa day, go wine tasting, go have drinks on a Tuesday night. I don't care what, what the fuck it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> My but husband says that to me sometimes just, because I talk to so him says maybe you
0: should consider
1: a therapist. You-
0: <laughs> it might just mean you need more friends.
1: That's definitely it. Because I, I have like <laughs> like no fucking friends here in LA. It's like I have actor friends, but it's really no friends. So I like I, I I I laid all on him a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and
0: that is not fair to do to your partner. Yeah, your partner should not be your everything. It is unfair to that person to have that burden. Yeah. This is why we have friends. This is why we have close relatives. If you're really close with your siblings, even use them as your sounding board for other things. It doesn't have to. Not one person should carry that that weight. Yeah, it's like just one friend. Yeah, Yeah. spread it around, especially (laughs) if you're the type of person who vents a lot.
1: Yeah. And I think people that are empaths or people that are more intuitive Mm -hmm. or just I guess more passive just you know tend to just share what they're feeling all the fucking time it's just this is what we do and I think I mean it's a nice balance that you know my husband is he's a good listener you know to an extent um where it does allow me to just vent and vent and vent and vent and ve- and it does help me, but mm-hmm. I do see that it is a lot for one person. And I do like, that's why I push him to like go out with his friends and stuff. Cause I'm like, I'm pretty sure you need a break from me, you know, just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then you need to go with your friends to have those moments where you can vent yeah. and he doesn't have to take the full burden of your venting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I need to die. I've learned a lot in this episode. I'm not going to lie. And this is, I know we're doing this show for people, li- for those of you listening, but here it is. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like damn near damaging my relationship in a way with this, these little, these little tiny details that I'm overlooking, mm-hmm. which is what I kind of learned today in this improv class. I overthink shit way too much.
0: You're not the only one, my
1: friend. Oh a my. A lot of people
0: do. Oh my God. Like if we I can- overanalyze, we
1: overthink. If I can learn to kiss- Keep it simple, stupid. I don't mean to call anyone stupid. Oh. I'm not stupid, but that, that used to be like an acronym back in my early college days where we did marketing. Uh-huh. Kiss, keep it simple. We we didn't care about being PC. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, that's terrible now. But no, keep it simple. Like if I,
0: to, just replace that last ass with something else. Keep it simple, sir. Keep it simple. Or keep it simple, sexy. sexy. Or keep it simple, silly. S-
1: no, that's kind of on the same, <laughs> same line. But no, I realize overthinking things overcomplicates it. And then I'm not listening because when I was doing mm-hmm. this scene work, like I got so into my head that I, I I stopped the scene from happening because I just didn't know where to go with it. And then at the end, when we had to go back for our second, oh, I forget the term, but um, I was talking with the teacher. She said, you know, that scene that you stopped could have been good. But you overthunk it. Oh, th- thunk? Is that even a thunk? thought? Thought. I'm like, am I creating a fucking word? I overthought it to the. Huh,
0: Miriam Dictionary, <laughs> we have a new word for you?
1: Yes, please, please, please add that. It. Please add that. Add that in so I don't sound like such a dumbass. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned that I was overthinking the scene. And that's, it. if I can figure out a way to just listen to what's happening and not overcomplicate things, things can be much simpler in my life. And I'm starting Mm -hmm. to see, maybe I'm standing in my own way. And I think I'm not alone in this. And I think I have a somewhat success. I say somewhat successful relationship because all relationships are not perfect. But I have a relationship. Somehow I'm able to, I've learned to communicate. I've learned body language. I've learned all these things. But it's still a learning experience. There are things that are affecting my relationship now that now I'm learning through this episode I may be directly or indirectly affecting just based on the way that I'm communicating, just based on the way that I'm showing my body language to my husband, just based on the way that I'm listening or talking. So that mm-hmm. being said, is, I, I, I feel like I learned a lot. today. Not going to lie. Aww, yeah.
0: that makes lie. me feel so special. Yeah,
1: And I hope those of us, those listening take something away from this because shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I hope, and on that note. I hope I listen enough because I did ask my husband the other day, am I nagging mm-hmm. you too much? Because I know for men, especially if they have like somewhat powerful jobs or right. jobs that require them to do a lot, that takes a lot of energy, um, we tend to nag them, whether it's a male or a female partner that, that has that powerful job. We tend to nag them, why don't you spend time with me? Why aren't we doing this? How come you don't fuck me like when we used to, to, we used to first date? How come, how come, how come, how come, how come, how um, come? On the other side, I feel like the person doesn't really talk as much when they're going through those stressful situations, which kind of cancels us out from listening. But then when we do get the opportunity to listen, I feel like we don't. So I feel like I've mm-hmm. learned in this episode I need to at least ask him or at least give him the space to be able to talk so I can listen, so I can be able to help my relationship out.
0: That's a great point and a great segue into next week when we cover how to communicate via speaking, talking instead of nagging. What can you do? Mm -hmm. Well, let me give you some suggestions of things that you can say to your partner that still express the same feeling that you need to get out that don't come across as nagging. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. I'm not going to give any today. Okay. It's all going to be next okay. week. Okay, I
1: guess we'll all have to wait. <gasps>
0: <laughs> well, I can tell you after we record. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 that's, that's all wait. That's, we're, we're all going to wait. She's not going to tell me, you guys. I promise you. Ooh. Yeah, we're all going to wait.
0: So. Withholding my information. Yes,
1: withhold. Keep it from me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um with that said, I do want to let my the listeners know that the Date Smarter brand is taking on a new venture. We are back into hosting live events in person for anyone who's local listening, but we are also going to start hosting online events. So follow um all the things <laughs> because our f- we had one We did have one already previously on February 1st, but we're going to keep hosting more and more um, online events. And right now, all of the online events have been completely free. So check out our website, check out the social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all the fucking things, because we'll just keep posting anytime we have a... really cool upcoming free event for you to join and this is what we do we kind of it turns into group coaching is what ends up happening but is this for single people
1: or people in relationships
0: so it's going to be for both we i had one um february 1st i hosted one for singles Uh, but i want a lot of these to be just relationship information so obviously if you're single and you're not in a relationship, you need to know how to be in a relationship. Yeah. Show up. Yeah. If you are in a relationship that's only been like a few weeks, you need to know how to make that relationship successful to progress. You need to show up. If you've been in a relationship for 10 years, you need to be reminded of how to continue to have a successful relationship. Show up.
1: My God, this class so it's sounds be fucking great. Like, I, I'm like listening to you, like, it sounds like a life class we all need to take because relationships are the hardest. Yes. Energy draining things that we do in our lives, but we <laughs> love to do it. And it's a part of being a human. You have relationships. Is, yeah. It's, it's like the main part of life. let's be real.
0: Absolutely. So I just figured this is a really good way. Eventually I like to start hosting some, um, or having a group coaching mm-hmm. for people, but until we kind of get that off the ground, this is, the way that I'm going to be able to reach people on the biggest platform, just free live events. That's going to be completely online. I know we're so burned out of being online, but it, it is the easiest way to reach more people. So, and I do obviously host the in-person stuff, but a lot of our listeners aren't local. Mm -hmm. This is a way that they can kind of get into a group and get, the information firsthand. So
1: do you think you may ever have plans on doing like a traveling show, like a traveling, um, live dating session or let's uh, not get too deep into this, yes. but those of you yeah. listening, it might be coming. Who knows?
0: <laughs> yep. I'll start touring eventually and hosting workshops and seminars, but for right now I'm going to maintain the online presence. Mm. But yeah, so it would be great to do them in person. Awesome. But this was an awesome episode. I hope everyone... Got a lot out of it. I know Kanan did, but, yeah. but I hope everyone else did too.
1: I hope I didn't like, you know, completely steal away the entire show talking about my relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my therapy. You guys, you were just listening to my private therapy session. This was a trick. This isn't really the show. We're becoming, we're, we're about to start the show <laughs> now, actually. Let's get going. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean,
0: your husband did suggest therapy at some point. So there you go. Well, there's that. <laughs> But we can't wait to hit you guys up next week with part three of our communication series. Till then. Well, that's a wrap on today's episode, but it's certainly not a wrap on us. Check out my website, datesmartersexier.com where you can get your copy of my book, sign up for dating courses, or join the matchmaking community. We appreciate you listening to this episode. Please like and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming site. And if you'd like to get involved, shoot us an email at datesmarterpodcast at gmail.com. Whether you'd like to be a guest or simply want your question answered, we're here to help. And remember, all of our questions remain anonymous. Until next time. Keep dating smarter. Thank you for listening to this episode of Date Smarter Sexier. If you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating, or to schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, please visit datesmartersexier.com and please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform. Gentlemen, if you're looking for a company that's all about helping men like you achieve optimal health, wellness, and vitality, you should check out The Gentleman Company. They offer a wide range of natural supplements and wellness products to help men like you feel and perform your best every single day. So for more information, visit www. G-E-N-T-L-E-M-N dot co. That's gentlemen without the A. You can thank me later.